Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elite podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey. Brett is a lazy shit, but alongside me is Bomfer. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, mate. The Bomfs Express is back. And yeah, mate, absolutely pathetic from Brett. We might get into some reasons as to why he's missing soon, but uh, before we get into that, and before we get into prelim final uh, preview here, where can the listeners hit us up on social media, mate? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elite, on Facebook, iTunes, um, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elite. Also on our website, www.supercoachelites.com, where we have our articles, our forums, and absolutely everything for you. Um, forums have been going great. People asking questions during you know uh, the weekend, jumping on their podcast questions and everything are on there too. So it's uh, some exciting exciting times and you nailed it bombs the prelim finals are coming up but uh first of all you want to give us what you've heard on the great vine while brett's on here today well i've heard he's got an incredibly big matchup in uh, a prelim final game this weekend now i don't know who it's against but all i know is brett is in just absolute undercover mode and does not want to speak super coach publicly to anyone as to not give away any hints tips or tricks just in case there are a few teams out there uh, vying to take him down. That's just what I've heard. I've also heard locked in a room, <laughs> doing yoga, <laughs> trying to get his zen back. Uh, in the room, Whilst he's also got some chilies in there, just some mild chilies I've heard to start with. Just really trying to get his taste buds up too, so keeping his mind off things, um, taking work off this week as well. Just trying to relax, Brett, so, uh, yeah. And we know he won't listen to this as well, but, I mean, whilst we're speaking about the chilies, he, he is done and dusted for the year. Um, he's all but thrown in the white flag, so we're not even going to reiterate the averages and that sort of stuff, I don't think. There's no point. Um, and I think uh, I'm securely locked in number one, you're in number two, and, and Brett will be down in the challenge. So we'll get the poll going soon. We'll, we'll get a date release. We're hoping it'll be sometime um, in the next couple of months, and uh, yeah, we hope to see the community down there with us, uh, celebrating the end of the uh, the Supercoach season. Uh, but more importantly, to see Brett to see Brett Brett in an incredible amount of pain. He'd have to do something incredible to come back from here. Um, we won't go into uh, the uh, Bubble Boys this week because I think if you got a downgrade, you go on cheap. Um, there's a lot we've got to get through regards uh, topics of um, a lot of the big boys. But a big shout-out to Lewis Pierce, who uh, the guy who's been playing at Frankston, the Ruckman, uh, 123k Ruckman. Throughout the year, I've been uh, big on him, especially in the Round the Grounds uh, write-up. And he got his debut for St. Kilda on the weekend. Absolutely killed it. So, dropped 97 um, from the get-go. But you've still got the names, you know, Jackie Majden. Um, terrible news for um, Alex Johnson, who's just done that ACL again as well. So, thoughts and prayers are with him. Going through a tough time. Bumps, do you think he'll go back around again? or? I have to say, if he does, he is a, a much bigger and more courageous and, and more determined person than I was. Because I probably would have packed it in after four. Uh, certainly wouldn't have come back after five, and after six, I just think is, holy, holy crap, oh, I think that's a stretch. Oh, I think he's done and dusted, to be honest. Yeah, which is some sad news. We see in the uh, image of um, Nick Newman shedding some tears with him after the game. So, um, yeah, tough things to go with from there. With that, Bonds, I know there's only two of us. It normally takes a little bit longer to get into who am I, but you ready for some who am I? <laughs> Absolutely get into it, mate. Okay, beautiful. Um, all right, who am I? Five out of my last six scores have been 100+. plus. I'm owned in under 10% of teams. I do not play in a top eight side. I've scored sub 70 once. I've only gone 120-plus twice. Um, I'm ranked fifth in the top five, sorry, for three-round and five-round averages in my position. Who am I? Yep. Now this, I, I'm, I'm very. Nah. You know the Bonds Express. I'll tell you what. Brett's not here. The intimidation factor is completely gone. Um, I've got a strong sense that it's Sam Menegola. It is not Sam Menegola. Oh well, Jesus. Well, you've I got. Am. I might. I, I am might a forward it. though. You are a forward. Yep. Okay. Um, well, there's probably only one other option, and I've got a feeling you may have said his name last week. Is it, is it Dunkley? It is not Dunkley. Well, I'll give you I'm one more clue, one more chance. 
One more clue, one more chance. You were big on him even in the preseason. And only become only. I was surprised that he was picked. He's uh, in under six percent of teams at the moment. I thought that was more than what he was going to be in. You thought that was more. <laughs> yep. Who <sighs> was a big on preseason? I'm trying to think. I, and we'll I mentioned Mitch Rob, but it wasn't going to be him. I honestly wouldn't know, man. I, I, nah, I don't know. His team copped an injury this week. His team copped an injury. How many teams didn't? Rory Lobb? Not Rory Lobb. It is uh, David Mundy. Oh, Mundy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was big on him. Oh, my God. That's yeah. stumped me, that one. Absolutely flying at the moment. Um, you'd think I'd have his name clicked up on the screen right now, but uh, let's grab his scores up. So 493k, uh, break even of 71. These are these are his last six scores: uh, 117, 116, 100. He had the 80 in there. 130, 101. Right now, I love Mundy as kind of the sideways replacement for um, uh, Michael Walters. How does Walter's injury affect Mundy positively or negatively? Well, to be honest, I don't think it affects him at all because Mundy, I think Mundy does what Mundy does. And um, I'm surprised that one there just went totally over my head in, in terms of selection because I was big on him preseason. And what did I say? I said, you're not going to get a lot of big scores. And we haven't got that this year. But what you'll get is a nice, consistent baseline. And look, as he come through the year unscathed, I think he... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's missed a game. And that honestly would have been one of the concerns raised uh, by you and Britta with me pre-season was, well, can he get through a whole season? Um, it, look, it's no coincidence that probably, you know, his last six weeks have been absolute beast since Fife's been out and with Fife probably unlikely to come back this week and why bother playing him in the last round is, is my line of thinking. You'd, you'd maybe, you'd be inclined to think that, yeah, he, this is going to be a real good pod, um, pod-type pick and uh, 96 average on the year and with only two scores above... 120, you know that his scores don't fluctuate too much. So um, I, I, I like it. I really do. Big fan, 493K. Right now with the Walters situation, we'll talk uh, the top-end pool. So we'll go off the bit of assumption that people have uh, unlimited fund up forward and can grab whoever they want, and then we'll go into kind of that little bit more of a discount talk. Um, with the the whole injury, where who are the names that would you be going to? Hawkins has a great run home. I mean, Geelong have the great run home where they go um, Frio and Gold Coast. Um, we just seen Jack Rewalt kick 10 against Gold Coast on the weekend. So um, I, I see a lot of people going Walters to Menangola. But should more people be having a look at Tom Hawkins? I think Tom Hawkins is uh, is going to be a great pick. Um, I think Menangola is also a really great pick in, in the last two here. I think there are so many players that a lot of teams wouldn't have. It's just a matter of nailing the one that you want to settle on. Um, look, Alex Pierce isn't too bad of a, a defender, and particularly against the big boys. Um, so, again, that's against Frio this week. But in all honesty, I, I just see Geelong coming out. I, I just see them getting a win. I see it on the back of Tom Hawkins. And like you said, Gold Coast in the last round. Now, Rewall kicked 10 on the weekend. But if I'm – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they had um, – there, what's what's there? Stephen May um, or any of the other big defenders are uh, back there, and, and they're just a basket case at the moment. Um, other Gold Coast Suns, so I prefer Hawkins because he's got that ability just to go bang like 140, 140 to finish the year, and and wouldn't that be nice? And really, the bottom scores you'd be looking at over the next couple of weeks would be an 80 odd, um, and you'd probably just get not much more than that from Menegola anyway. So I'd be risking Hawkins over Menegola. And Josh Dunkley is three-round average of 128, five-round average of 115. Tons up again on the weekend. I mean, we've put his name in kind of the respect column a lot over the last couple of weeks. Is Josh Dunkley... Who would you take out of Dunkley and Mangola right now moving forward? Mind you, the doggies have Carlton this week as well. Yeah, it's it's a good question. I mean... I would only take Menegola because the last round is, is against Richmond. Um... But I mean, Dunkley could get you through your prelim this week, so you can you can certainly argue the fact that you might not get to the grand final without Dunkley um, because he could produce a you know one thirty or one forty, which he has done in the last month. But I mean, his transition to the midfield has been great. Um, he was talked about a lot on SCN this Savo actually. There were you know I don't know if you listen to SCN all that much during the day, cause but. 
they, they do one of these segments with Andy Marr where they, all they do is talk about some of the most underrated players in the competition, and his name was put up there a lot um, today. Um, but what's that guy's name? Troy Luff or that ex-Sydney player, whatever, whatever his name is. So, um, yeah, in terms of his super coach, yeah, but he's done nothing wrong over the last seven, and that's and that's correlated into his transition to the midfield. But I do worry that last game against the, uh, the Tigers might be the undoing of it all. Anyone at that kind of top end bracket that you would go that you'd be happy risking on? I mean, we know you love Hawkins, um, Dunkley's there, Menengola's there, probably the most popular picks at the moment. Is there anyone else, um, you know, a la Devin Smith? I think Devin Smith, in, in terms of security and safety, is, is the pick above them all, I think. He's done it for the entire. 20 rounds, it's safe. He's cheaper than all of them too. So if you've got another trade after that, you can certainly use the money um, and, and you know put that to good effect as opposed to um, ended up with it sitting there. The other one is um, is Luke Bruce. I mean, I don't mind Luke Bruce against the Saints this week, but again, it's that whole then he comes up against Sydney in the last round of the year um, and, he, and his record suggests that, well, I mean, he's got 97 against Sydney earlier in the year. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But but Bruce is probably the only other one where I'd, I'd have a look at. I know as a Collingwood fan, or, or and, and if Brett was here, we'd certainly be talking about Jordan Dugowie a little bit more, I would have thought. But, I mean, I don't feel like I can speak uh, too much about Jordan Dugowie. I, I like the fixture in the last round against Frio, but uh, Port Adelaide I don't like uh, so much, and he can be a bit of a hot and cold player. So, yeah. The worry, too, that he'll just sit up forward like he did on the weekend as well. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine if, if he bags four or five, but it's a hard thing to do to kick four or five goals week in, week out. Let's go on kind of the lower side of the scale here, um, you know, and put a few names out there. You know, Shane Edwards, Buddy Franklin, they're in the 460 mark, a little bit cheaper. Jack Billings at 440. Um, anyone else out there that kind of grab tickles your fancy a little bit around... Uh, the, the cheaper end of the scale for those who can't go all the way up? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if we have a look at it, I think Buddy is the obvious choice when, when we think <laughs> about it. Um, and that's just purely based on the fact that he's gone like, what, 178 and 96 over the, the past fortnight or whatever it's been. Um, and then, you know what? The reality is is that all the other players around that price, we've probably got them already. Your McLeans, your Robbie Grays, your Westoffs, your Heaney's. They've all had bad patches and they've all ended up sinking down to about 420k um is there someone really left field that i would pick in terms of a four line player uh, look I, I don't think so not not at around that four hundred thousand dollar price and certainly i wouldn't be banking on them to do it two weeks in a row the one player if you're really struggling for cash that might be worth a look in but i mean i don't even endorse that would be darcy Parrish. she's getting a lot more midfield time at the moment um, and his numbers have been relatively good. I mean, I know he's had 62 two weeks ago, but he had 100 before that and 96 on the weekend. Um, but Richmond and Port Adelaide are the two teams he walks into, which isn't a, a desirable fixture, but he's probably the only player around that 400000 as a forward who I'm, well, I'm not even half confident, but you'd have some hope of him going uh, big back-to-back weeks. Um, I, I would be talking about Hugh McCluggage right now, and the only reason I won't be is because West Coast in the last round is not a favourable fixture because he does have Gold Coast this week. So that could be someone who I think we'll see knock out triple figures uh, this week, but I don't think we'll see it the week after. The other ones that I kind of like, I can't believe I didn't bring it up before, was Wingard because I know a lot of people have West off and Gray and things like that too. Probably yeah, sorry. The yeah. end of the scale. Um, I don't think if you don't have Wingard, I think that's a great pick. Some of the cheaper end options. Um, I also like Tim Taranto as a bit of a left field one extremely out of the box and super, super risky, someone like uh, Josh Thomas, uh, not Josh Thomas, um, Dale Thomas, who's put up some bloody odd, I was so surprised today when I was going through some of the scores and numbers that he's put up in a almost a consistent basis. He had that period between uh, round five to round eight where he didn't go uh, sub-100, um, he's turned up quite a bit this season and can score some 90s, but the thing with Dale Thomas that really scares me is those really low-end scores, um, mm. and that's why I wouldn't touch a player like that. Um, there was another kind of cheapy that I didn't mind around there too. 
uh, can't remember who it was, but the one that I'm actually seriously considering, and it's simply because I held gaff last week because I was in the prelim, so I've got to go Walters down and gaff up. But the one I'm having a look at is Rory Lobb. Bumps, and mm. it was because I seen a stat um, on Twitter from uh, uh, old mate who was it, Bryce Mitchell, who who dropped the the stat. I think it was yeah, old mate. Uh, Might Bryce be. Mitchell, so shout out there, brother. Um, and it was Rory Lubbers solo ruckman this year. I mean, of course, he scored 150 last week, averages 101. Um, but the big benefit for someone like Rory Lubbers, it means I can go up to any single midfielder I want. So McRae's there. Rory Lobb is a solo rock, uh, ruckman, comes up against Sydney this week, who have been notorious at leaking points to opposition ruckman. I think he can go really well with Callum Sinclair, can do it around the ground, but the scary, scary stat is right at the back end of the season when he comes up against Max Gorn. And, and, and opposition ruckman against Max Gorn, and I did the stat about halfway through <laughs> the year, and, and Gorn's opposition was only averaging about 60-odd against him. It, it's something incredible like that. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Um, I wouldn't even touch it with a free trade, to be honest, um, because that grand final, I, I would not want Rory Lobbers unique. Yep. The one that I, the other one I was thinking of before was, I don't know if I said his name, Timmy Taranto. Yeah. Uh, just a great run of form. He's just going to give you between 90 and 100, I think. Living in the guts at the moment, he's been uh, absolutely amazing. And Josh Kelly might be out as well. So that's, that's a little bit of a worry with that concussion. Um, and like that, I, the, the midfielder I like where if Kelly goes down is Callum Ward. Um, yeah. Because he know, always steps up when someone's down. You know, I, I kind of like, yeah, I, I really agree with you that. And I think Taranto will get um, the extra midfield minutes. Now, the one, now this is the one. Now, you said to me, you want someone cheap. And to be fair, before I didn't go all the way down to, um, to around Rory Lobb's price, but I'll give you the one. I'll give you the player over the next fortnight, who will not score underneath 95, providing his last two weeks of form in his new position remains the same. You got any idea who I'm talking about? A lot of outliers there. Uh, give me, elaborate a little bit. Has he gone behind the ball, in front of the ball? He's gone behind the ball. He's playing off a half-back flank. This is all like flank. a little new who am I. This is like a little new who am I. He's gone to the half-back flank in the last fortnight. In the last fortnight, he's had something like 75 touches or thereabouts, um, and he's just he's just lapping it up. He loves a little dinky kick. He plays in a bottom eight team, and his run home um, is Carlton. Well, this oh, I've just given that away then, haven't I? And, and Richmond. So I've given you the team, really. So he plays for the Doggies. Yep. Not, um, not Caleb Daniel. Yeah, that's precisely who I'm talking about. Yeah. And he's moved behind the ball the last two weeks, and he's gone 100 and 120. If you are struggling for cash, I, I guarantee you he's on the halfback flank. You, you won't see him drop underneath 95. His numbers last, I think he had 42 40 weeks ago and, and 30-something on, on, yeah, on the weekend. 40 on the weekend. 40 on the weekend and, what, 30 the week before or something. He's had big numbers, that's all I know. And um, I'd be really excited, I think, about the prospect potentially of having someone come in for a two-week job. With the role change at 360000 I'd be giving it a red-hot look if I, if I was in a position uh, to do so. There's a lot of doggies that score points too, though. Oh, look, you, you, you can kind of say that, but I don't think there there is because aside from McRae, I mean, Bont, isn't scoring numbers like we used to. And, and aside from McRae, you've got uh, Dunkley scoring points through the middle of the ground at the moment. But ultimately, who else is scoring points? Because Lockie Hunter's not a great user of the ball, so he doesn't typically pick up a lot of points. Um, I'd, I'd be looking strongly at um, at Caleb Daniel. Yeah. Oh, fair call. Don't mind that at all. Um, playing behind the ball, is he? I didn't watch the doggies last week. Last two weeks, off the back flank. Is that affecting? Is what's who's the other flanker they've got? Um, JJ, who's using the well, ball? Well, Jay, I mean, this is the thing with JJ. They're flipping him all year. They've flipped him around for defender up on the wing. They need to settle him down if they want JJ to return to. I mean, the kind of form that brought upon the Norm Smith Medal. He needs to settle down into a position. Does JJ? Um, look, I just love. The, look, the way the dogs use the ball is they love to share it. They love to give it around. 
And Caleb Daniel, I, I can tell you now that if he's on that halfback flank, you won't see him go under 30 touches in the next two weeks. He had, um, had that little purple patch at the start of the year too. Oh, is this Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was playing off the back <laughs> then. Yeah. But he is now. Don't mind it. Look, I don't mind it at all. Um, if Josh Kelly's out, and and even Gaff to a lesser extent, if you're like me and hold Gaff because you're in the prelim, um, where are you going? And you know what? That is such a smart move because so many teams last week, potentially, Corey, they could have moved Gaff on for Kelly. And, and then they'd be in a position now where Kelly's missing and they're out of trades and, and all that sort of stuff. So fantastic move to hold, which is, I know we, we push that as a program here to hold. Where am I going if Kelly? I'll, I'll tell you where I'm going. I'm going to Zach Merritt. And, you, you know, you, I don't think you've taken me seriously enough when I've said his name week in, week out for the last five weeks. And I, and I keep saying, you know, oh, it's been seven, eight of out, seven out of eight tons, eight out of nine, nine out of ten, ten out of eleven. He is absolutely ridiculous. He has not dropped under a ton since round 10. That was the last time he scored a sub-100 score. Round 11 onwards, he has not dropped underneath 102. Would now, you take albeit, him McRae? Not, not, if, not if I didn't own McRae right now. I think, I think McRae is a good option. But in terms of consistency, in terms of just... Oh, look, there's just something about Zach Merritt that I love. I love those players who can just notch up, score after score after score. But common sense does apply. If you don't have Jackson McRae, you pick Jackson McRae. Yep. Anyone on a cheaper scale means if they can't go up to Jack McRae, can't go up to Merritt, where do they go around the 500 to 550 mark? <coughs> well, the thing is, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names there, and it's just a matter of, well, who can perform for me for two weeks? We all know it. we all know that players like Joel Selwood can certainly go 150 and 150 in the last two weeks, and with a favourable fixture. I mean, who do, who do they have again? Uh, Gold, Gold Coast and Frio and Gold Coast. Frio and Gold Coast. I mean, there's absolutely no reason uh, to kind of say Joel Selwood is not a worthy pick. I think anyone in that Geelong midfield. I think Ablett becomes a relevant uh, player as well. I'm not sure how much he is, but I'd imagine he'd be around the, the similar sort of price. Oh, I know he's 549. Yeah, a bit too much. Um, but, yeah, look, certainly players like um, Joel Selwood are certainly worthy of selection. Aside from him, I mean, we know that, you know, Parker can put up numbers, but I don't have the, I don't have the confidence that Parker is, is going to do it over the next fortnight. And you kind of just scroll down the list and you're like, nothing really sticks out to me. And when I see Joel Selwood's name, that's the only one that, that's screaming, pick me at, at that sort of price. And... Um, I think if I was in a position where I needed a budget-type midfielder, um, look, taking into consideration favourable draw, history type of player, blah, 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 blah. So what is someone who, yeah, I'd, I'd really like um, the option of. He's, he's, got, he's played eight games against Gold Coast for an average of 120 against them, and he comes up against Gold Coast in grand final week. So that there is a reason within itself to pick him. And I think he should be able to get through Frio this week with a score around about 100, potentially 120 plus. And uh, then I think you're really set for the grand final because he's walking into a team where he averages 120. Uh, this man almost got the hill my this week, but a lot about like a, a Lockie Whitfield who's just absolutely been in some crazy form recently around the 550. Yeah, again, uh, I mean, he's up more around that 550 price. Will I select him? Look, I probably like the names around him a little bit better, but. I mean, he's not one that, you know, if I was stuck with him or if my opponent had him, I wouldn't be disappointed, but by the same token, I'd be a little bit worried as well. He doesn't have the capacity to go real big with field. He's only had the one score over over 100, no, sorry, two scores over 120 this year. Oh, sorry, three scores. And, and, and they've both been in the last, sorry, two, two of the three have been in the last, um, in the last fortnight. So... Um, he could be someone who's is entering a bit of a form patch coming up against Sydney and Melbourne. So he's at spotless this week, and his record at spotless is actually pretty good this year. If you go look at the numbers, I think it's only one, or oh, sorry, two underneath 100. Um, and and then Melbourne the week after. Look, would I pick him? Probably not. I prefer the other more well-known midfielders, and I think we're going to have a uh, an easy time selecting him as a defender next year. It's just going to be crazy for like those that are looking to upgrade at this stage. Like it's a, 
The diamond doesn't. Um, like you go and you're at the back end. You really have to look at fixture now and who you think is going to do well for the next two weeks, rather than you know season form and kind of things like that too. So it's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a scary time to be doing trades. Um, there'd be, I mean, there'd be plenty of leagues out there where people are about to run into the prelims taking donuts left, right, and centre. <laughs> but um, that'd be a, uh, yeah, a bit of a nightmare. Heath Shaw down. But uh, do you want to? So, yeah, there was only one other midfielder, and you talk about players in form. Now, three of his last four scores have been 129-plus. Do you know who this player is? Uh, three of last four, 129-plus. And and the last two have been 152 or more. Not doesn't dangerous? No, nah, no. Nah, uh, Seb Ross. Uh, Seb oh, Ross yeah, yeah. I should have known that. An incredible bit of form he is is 530k coming against uh, the Hawks this week and North the week after. So fixtures aren't the worst. Both at Eddie Had Stadium. His last three at Eddie Had Stadium: 129, 158, 152. Can he keep? Can he keep it up? I, I, he's the only decent midfielder in the St Kilda lineup, in my opinion. Oh, I know someone who would probably disagree with that. Well, you know, Diz would jump on here and talk about Jack Stephen, <laughs> but let's 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 be honest. People that call Jack Stephen an A grader know nothing about football. Do you see a Seb Rosk that could be potentially, especially for the gaff owners? I mean, it's only fifteen k, as one that could could snag you a a final coming home. I don't see why not, and I know I talk about form plays and all this sort of stuff, but the reality is, is that. You know, form, in my opinion, lasts anywhere up to about six to eight weeks, and he's been in form for about four. Um, so, you know, all numbers kind of lining up. Uh, I, I think it, it could be a sneaky one that may catch your opponent off guard, but I think we would all feel a lot more confident um, running Joel Selwood as a unique over Seb Ross. It's just a fact the name, but, I mean, quite potentially, um, Seb Ross could be the one that, that gets the job done for you. Are we worried that, uh, is, is, oh, how he's out, isn't he? Yeah, no, no, how he's out, and Jacobs, God knows what's what's happening to him. I, I wouldn't be worried about it, and they're not running with Seb Ross anyway. Because they, for some reason, teams think Jack Stevens actually a good footballer, and, that, and they tend to go to him. Could be an interesting one, Seb Ross. I'd love, I'd love to if there's a team out there that does take the risk and and picks up Seb Ross this week and decides to to go with it. Let us know, let us know how it goes, because. Um... Yeah, there'd be one outside the box that... Imagine picking up snagging a prelim final win with Sebi Ross. Imagine we say that in the pre-season. Yeah. It just, it's, it's this stuff that sounds absolutely ridiculous uh, at one point or another. But, you know, players come and go, you know, you know in and out of form. Um, and, you know, what Seb Ross has got all the potential in the world to just accumulate, you know, 40 touches, have 10 tackles, take six marks... Um, I think he had 40 and three goals two weeks back when he scored, you know, that uh, 158 or whatever it was that he scored. I mean, I think it's he's someone who's got real potential about him. He's a contested type player. Um, doesn't shy away from the contest. He's he's someone that, that could be um, a, a little super coach gem in these last few weeks. You have having a little look at. Just want to have a quick chat before because we kind of missed it are we off the Tom McDonald boat now especially with the news that Jesse Hogan's out for the rest of the season I wouldn't uh, be looking to bring him in I, I think you know there are players if we're speaking about Fords here I think you know your Smiths your Wingards um, your Dunkleys um, and, and those sort of types have all gone past him I'd, I'd pick Hawkins ahead of him and that that's four already and then you've probably got to make up you know of Gray Heaney McLean and the others so um, I think you know McDonald slid slid a fair way and I, I didn't see this happening so I put my hand up and say I probably got that one wrong your scores haven't been the worst but ultimately um, yeah I, I think I, I screwed that one up he, yeah he's, I know he scored 100 on the weekend he, like I said his scores haven't been bad he hasn't dropped below 80 in the last month but I think there are players out there who are doing more than what he's offering um, yeah, Heath Shaw, Fonts. I mean, we haven't had, really had a good hard look at our defensive setup for a while because we'd always talk about how everyone had finished their defensive line. It was kind of done, but there are people out there who own Heath Shaw. 450k, what's... Where are we looking if we've got Heath Shaw? We've got names like Crisp around him. 
Um, JJ, who we brought up before, who's been playing pretty well over the last couple of weeks. Um, Harrison Himmelberg, to a lesser extent, who kind of took up the Heathshaw um, general role when he went down. Um, Angus Brayshaw at 490. Crisp, still around 450. What's what's What would you be doing if you had Heathshaw? Oh, man, I, I'd... In, in my circumstance here, I'd be looking at any of the following players. Um, you know, providing you don't have the uh, the obvious number one player in the game, uh, Jake Lloyd. Um, you know, and you don't already have, you know, Laird, Simpson, uh, Elliot Yo, these kind of... I think Crisp and Brayshaw uh, are, the, are the two um, next from those sort of top four there where you kind of just know, you know what, Brayshaw's bordering on a, you know, an absolute must-have at the moment. His numbers have been absolutely insane. He's playing, still playing through the guts. Um, the run home's not favourable, but, I mean, he's a contested player. Um, yeah, I'd be going with Brayshaw, uh, number one, Crisp at number two, and ultimately, you know, any of the four that I've already said you should be running, so that should round out your six. Brayshaw's last probably eight weeks have been absolutely incredible. So. And and it, it's coincided with a move into the midfield, and look, maybe it's confidence to do with wearing the helmet or whatever it is. But but good on the fella for finally getting a run at it and showing us that um, we're reaching up to some of his potential. Because I know that's why we uh, we said at the start of the year, there's no chance we're going anywhere near him because we were worried for the fella, weren't we? Yeah. Um, the other one that's that's probably lurking around is is probably Shannon Hearn that you might want to have a look at too, but. Look, aside from that, you probably wouldn't want to go um, near anyone else, I would have thought. We won't go into kind of the Ahern talk because we covered those cheaper forwards before. So, um, But there's plenty of options down back. I don't think you can go wrong with a, a Brayshaw, Crisp, Hearn um, kind of setup, especially because you know, most of them are owned. If you want to go something really risky outside the box, you need someone who's going to do it for two weeks. Um, but yeah, we'd probably stick to one of the big boys that are out there and uh, and stay with that. Ready for some podcast questions, boss? Let's go, Mark. Yeah, beautiful. All right, um, Benny Osman. Oh, have you got it open or? Mate, I told you, it's my ah, home screen. Right. I know. It's I it's Brett that we've got to worry about if he's got it open or yeah. not here. Okay, uh, Benny Osman. This is SC Elites. Uh, this is it, SC Elite. Sorry, ranked 395. Good on you, mate. Nine out of nine prelims um, made. So he made all nine prelim finals. Any advice that you could give me about using my last two trades would be greatly appreciated. 4,700k to spend. All right, let's have a look at this team. Well, I think what he's got to do is Kelly has got to go to McRae straight if, up. If Kelly is confirmed out. They yes. haven't confirmed it yet. He's, he's okay. doubtful, but if Kelly is confirmed out. I think it's unlikely that he will play. I'd get rid of him straight away. McCra- How much is McRae worth? Uh, five, uh, 570-something. Hang on, I'll, go, oh. I'll get you the exact price right now. Uh, 587. Five eighty-seven. So what does that put him in the bank? Uh, Thirty-three thousand, something yeah. like that. Plus, to say the four he's got, so he's got about thirty-seven thousand to whack on top of Heath Shaw. Shorter brace, which means he can. Well, that's that's the ultimate move, yeah. isn't it? But it means he can afford about four eighty-eight in defence. Um, who's he missing in defence? Uh, he's got Yo Lloyd Simpson, Laird, perfect. Um, well, Crisp, Brayshaw, Ahern. Uh, sorry, not Ahern, just Hearn. Um, whichever of the three you can afford, yep. in order, I'd go Brayshaw, Crisp, Hearn. And the nice thing is, let's have a look. I mean, because Jeremy Howe's probably missing this week as well. Yep. But is he back? He should be back for the final round, you'd assume. Um, and it's going to work perfect for you because Melbourne will have that um, Sunday game. So you can actually loophole, you know, Howe and um, Brayshaw. I mean, Howe and McDonald coming into that final stretch there too. Um, or if you get a problem, has he got everything up forward? No, you're going to really have anything up forward. You know, he might be able to afford Brayshaw because Brayshaw's 487 800 He yeah. might be able to scrape it in by a few dollars or miss it by a few dollars. I'll tell you, if he could get Brayshaw, in my, he's running close to, I think, the best possible makeup of, of a team you can kind of have um, in terms of defenders uh, there. I, I think... That's very, very close to the best best combination. In current form and where we're sitting now, especially. Yeah. Um, 
Shane Corbell. Hi, boys. Bald Muppets. Good old Shane. Been following you well. Glad that he's got on in on this this week. Uh, up to 16th from 19th after a 2-4-4-0. One trade left. Have Walters, but benching him and trading Sicily, who is still on my bench. Leaves me 5-17k to spend on someone from any position with DPP. Thinking Menengola with Geelong's easy draw. Any suggestions? Yeah, look, I, th- I think I'd, the only player I'd pick ahead of um, Menegola at the moment would be Dev Smith. If you, if you don't have Dev Smith, I'd, I'd get him. Um, but otherwise, I'd, I'd go with um, yeah, Menegola. What about Wingard? Um, I think Menegola can probably match Wingard, and Menegola's probably got that ability to to churn out like a 140, whereas Wingard probably doesn't. Yeah. Um, so that's risk versus reward here. That's why I'll be safe and go Devin Smith. And then if Devin Smith, say you've already got him, then I don't mind a riskier type in, in Meningola. See, I think I, I think I like I think I like Wingard and Meningola just ahead of Devin Smith, just purely on the ceiling that I think they both have. I think they both have a lot higher ceiling. Like Dev's just your workhorse. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think Dev you're safe for ninety to hundred easy. So you just gotta weigh it up there. But um yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, Shane. You're doing absolutely amazing. Um, and keep the updates coming through because we absolutely love them. Uh, Douglas, Hey, guys, into the prelim and all leagues with one trade left. Good on you. Uh, wanted to go Gaff to McRae as my last trade, but of course McRae had to go and score 153. Should I trade Gaff to any other mid or trade Gaff to any forward and have Sire slash Ahern as my MAM9 for the last two weeks? If I grab a midfielder, then Ahern has to field... For the last two weeks, and I'm concerned with him now. Other mids of Mitchell Danger, Chris Kelly, Crouch, and Martin. All right, let's have a look at this. So he can't afford McRae. Um, I personally would go get Zach Merritt, but I'm, yeah, I'm just hugely biased. Zach towards Merritt, Merritt means have a look at the team. It means he has to field a Hearn. Where if he goes and upgrades his forward line, it means he fields Sire over a Hearn. Ah, uh, sorry, he's got one trade left. Yeah, sorry. Forward line player it is then. So it's yeah, it's yeah. Probably... So it becomes it becomes sire and forward line player versus a Hearn and midfielder. Yeah. Um, are we getting are we getting sucked in by Sire's one nineteen this week? I think and we might be because a Hearn scored one twenty two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but I think on on the season in terms of just pure pure numbers, um, Sire's numbers have been better than a Hearn's more consistently. So I'd prefer Sia over Ahern. But it's, it's just a matter of... The forward. Yeah. And I don't just, think you're yeah. going to get a great... You're not going to get a guaranteed 100-point score at 400k either. Well, you know what? It becomes this. It becomes Menegola and, say, Sia versus Zach Merritt and Ahern. Who do you no, prefer? No, 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 because you can't get Menegola. Well, he's, 58, he's got 58k to upgrade Ahern. Oh, 58? Oh, yeah. crap. Sorry, mate. So it's mate. max 400. Oh man, in the Ford. Yeah. Mm. So you got to go grab like a Rory Lobb. No, or a, I'd, or a Caleb Daniel. I'd get my midfielder and just play a Hearn. That's what I think I would do too, just because you know what you're going to get out of your midfield. Yeah, I'd do that. I think. Yeah. Because oh, he can go gaff to. Merit. Merit. I'd get merit. I'd I, get merit and, and run it, run a Hearn. I would too, happens. just purely because it's. Uh, a little bit more. I think it's guaranteed points, where the other one's a little bit riskier. But you got to risk it for the last two, though. So I, you know uh, what? I, I you know what? Know I don't mind. Get Caleb. I, I hope he heard me talk about Caleb Daniel before. Get Caleb Daniel. Run Caleb Daniel. Yeah. Caleb Daniel and Sire versus uh, Ahern and. Zerit. Hearn and Zerit. No, Hearn and Zerit's better, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. I think it sounds better. Yeah. I, I like Zerit. But if Caleb Hearn. Daniel comes out, scores 110, Sire scores 90, I think that's probably beaten it as well. See, the reason I say this is because I always bang on about how good Merritt is and all this, but Merritt doesn't often score above 120. Yeah. And I, th- and I think what you can get here is Caleb Daniel, who can go really close to Merritt and just hope that Sia or Sire kicks the shit out of a Hearn to but make it. it could also backfire big time. You go get well, Caleb good. Daniel and he goes, plays up forward as a forward pocket. And, and all of a sudden he's got a 40. Yeah, yeah Sire does the same. So I'd be, yeah, Merritt. I think, Merritt I think you're splitting hairs. I think Merritt and Hearn's just a lot safer. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, then watch next week. Caleb Daniel will score 120. Merrick gets injured. Old mate, Owen. Um, two questions, gents. First, can you help me pick the best in, tr- in truth, just least crap, two game forward for two game forward for 426 or under. Um, he's looking at between Lob, Caddy, Mitch Robinson, Parrish, Boke, Hogan's gone now, uh, T-Mac, uh, sorry, McDonald, Tip and Woody, I don't know why I read that as T-Mac, um, or just to confirm, I'm playing the price of bad planning, Daisy Thomas, um, if Howe's back can swing T-Mac up forward, I don't think Howe's back this week. Uh, other other option is fielding a hern to save the trade. Uh, and I'll let you answer this part of the question, uh, Bretta, because um, a bounce because Brett's not here. Are you worried how crazy hot the chili is going to be when it's going in or coming out for Brett? Oh, you've got it. Brett has got to be worried about that thing coming out. I'm telling you, if it's that hot going in, that thing is going to be just neck level coming out. Um, now, and then just to finish it off, love your work, boys, in both Catch League prelims this week. Big one via a roller coaster draw. Whoop, whoop, have a ripper week. Let's have a look at this team and see what we can do. Now, this is the fella that's over in the... Uh, no, 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 this is Owen. Isn't this the, isn't this the guy that's no, no, overseas? No, nah, that's... Um, that's... can't remember that dude's name. Sorry, I thought for some reason... Nah, Owen's a regular run now. Uh, on the Twitter no, I remember. I remember this. Oh, now I know who it is. Now you say Owen and Twitter. Yeah, I know yep. who this is. All right. Um, let's have a look. Now, one trade. What does he do? I, I don't think you don't trade. Um, oh, gee, what don't you do here? If a Hearn's in, you can kind of trade. You can do a bit of DPP work here. I think if if a Hearn's in, because if a Hearn's in, you can trade out. Um, uh, sorry, if Josh, uh, if Howe if Hal ends up playing, you can do things like if Kelly's out, Howe's in. You can like trade Kelly out. Uh, you can swing, you know, Walters to the midfield or something. Move McDonald forward. Howe goes on field, and you can do all that sort of crap, right? Yeah. Where what I would do in what was his question? He wants the budget option, and he wants to trade Walters. That's what Walters. he's planning for. So he's planning in a scenario where Jeremy Howe doesn't come in. Um, and I think still let Kelly plays. Okay, right. Um, but even and so, Sia you've got, you've got Sia there to cover for Kelly okay. for the week. Um, no, I'll, I'll stick by my decision. And at 4.26, and I know this play is significantly cheaper than that, but but I would be looking at Caleb Daniel, I think. Yeah, uh, out of the names that you've rolled off, I like Rory Lobb the most in those names. But Purely Graham, because he's playing good. solo ruck. Um, Gorn scares the shit out of me, though. Yeah. I, um, I think I do think that Rory Lobb could do enough around the ground to get you a solid 90, though, as a ruckman. He's he's a, a very agile, very good at his feet kind of player. Um, I don't think he's done it. He's not going to get hit outs against Gorn. Like, if Gorn's going against Rory Lobb in grand final week, he's 100% VCLC. Um but is there also the chance that Corn might get rested at some stage because of this injury? No. No, you nah, think they roll him out? Well, they, yeah, actually, they're in dire straits, aren't they? I wouldn't um, be concerned about that. Yeah. Well, look, I don't I don't mind Rory Lobb. You, you have to be in the grand final to win it, and I think that he's one that could get you in there this week. Yeah, and you might you'll lose you the grand final the week after. Yeah. And um, he also I'll... might just lose you this week, too. Just... That is true. <laughs> as well. I don't think I would pick... I mean, Hogan's injured, we know that. McDonald, Tip and Woody, please stop taking the piss. Um, Travis Boak, that's just as bad as Tip and Woody. Um, if I'm going to pick any one of the ones he's mentioned, I'm probably going to end up with Mitch Robinson. Um, but, I mean, if I can pick someone else, I'll be picking Caleb Daniel, I think. Mitch Robinson's one of those smokers. The, one, the thing that scares me is... Um... Uh, oh, wait, Brisbane have Gold Coast this week. Yeah, well, that actually really worries me because Mitch Robinson could just go sit in the forward line. They they like deploying him as a forward sometimes. I look, I don't mind it. I, I don't think he's got... Look, he's had a couple of bad scores this year, but I think when you're, when you're scraping the barrel, I think Robbo or Parrish would be one of the two there. But like I said a few times, I'd be going Caleb Daniel. Yeah, well, there was a stage where people would have paid like 480 for Mitch Robinson. Remember when he had that patch? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, so there's every way that he could go have a couple of absolutely crazy weeks. Yeah. Who was it that he scored that 170 on? Oh, man, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Let's have a quick look. Uh, Mitchie Robinson. This year, scrolling down, scrolling down. It was round 10. Um, it was, oh, it was against Sydney. Wow. Yeah. Hey, he had, look, he had a good game on the weekend against us, against the Pies. Yeah, he's had some scores of 34, 47 against Adelaide and Carlton. Um, yeah, there was that patch. Well, this is the start of the season. 83, 103, 94, 102, 130, 170, 76, 73, 170. Good numbers. Yeah. Last two weeks, 120, 91, so it could be another purple patch of form. Don't hate it. Potentially. Yep. Um, Abel Grant, uh, best option for heater, excluding big boys, cashed up and ready to win leagues. Also, how good are those who's made the exotic league prelim? Don't take my thunder, Abel. That was uh, coming towards the back end of the podcast. I was going to do my big rap there, so we'll <laughs> still stick with that. Um, <laughs> and Abel's next question was, does Brett still like to have a beer with Duncan? <laughs> Mitchie Duncan, he stunk it up on the weekend, didn't he? He had 72, I think. Yeah, after Brett said he was the best player in the world, so that's uh, um, yeah, all, all Brett there. Another um, reason Brett's not here. The heater, if you had to do the one for heater, who would it be? Well, well I think we've already spoken about... Yeah, who would it be, just to double clarify? Just one. Well, my, these are my... Just, well, are we, uh, Lloyd. No, 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 excluding the big boys. Can you read the question? Well, excluding the big boys? Well, uh, well Brayshaw, but Thank he's you. probably considered a big boy. No, he's not considered a big boy. Thank oh, you. Um, same for me. Tony Gamma. Hi, guys. Need to move Sean. Only have 3.9K in the bank. Thinking out of Crisp or McDonald leaning to Crisp. Any advice? Welcome. So he can't go up to a Brayshaw. Unlucky. I'd go Crisp. I'd also go Crisp. Um, is Hearn... What, what price is Hearn, Bombs? Hearn's about 456 somewhere. Oh, that's it. So you can all, he can also get her, can't he? Nah, just short. He's oh, only got 3.9. Mm-hmm. Yep. That takes um, him to the other one I don't mind, again, still is McGovern as a real left-field one, but I, th- th- I think I'd prefer Crisp. Mm. He was great on the weekend. Sam Murray's key. Sam Murray, I'll be surprised if he finishes the season in Collingwood's team. <laughs> he's got... He has amazing running carry, but he's just inability to use the football is... Cringeworthy. Um, Justin Iris may uh, trade out a Hearn to someone like Caddy, all I can afford, to use a loophole or hold last trade. Could also go Dusty to someone not that great with t- the money I have. I'd hold Dusty. You'd, you'd hold now. regardless. I yeah. mean, the only trade I would do if I was you would be Josh Kelly out if he doesn't play this week. Yeah, you'd definitely be holding the trade and hoping the boys you got can get you there. How's a bloody Trent Two Man's form at the back end of the season? Oh no, and we it's frustrating. This ages ago. Well, he he was one of the reasons why I ended up running out of trades. You remember because I bought him yeah. in. You know, I only had one prize rise out of him. He went down for so long, and yeah, he's a player who I'm not fond of. That's fair to say. Fair enough. Um, Justin Iris trade out a hand to someone like Caddy, all I can afford to use a loophole or hold last trade could also go dusty so oh no that was the same question same question sorry mate yeah. uh, Troy Danaher hi guys not long now made it to the first final in league this year and up against a league winner this week coming from 7th oh it's the fairy tale story uh, no cash and 2 trades left it's too close to call is it time to use the last 2 trades and do one more mid upgrade thinking down one rookie and upgrade Hoff to McRae, and air advice would be great. And lastly, Bonfa, a great call on Lloyd this year, mate. Well, you know what, Troy? Thank you. Because, you know, the people on this podcast obviously don't give me enough of a wrap-up for it, but thanks very much. Um, now, back to your team. Um, no, I think, well, what can he do? What can he do? Um, he's got two trades, 600 in the bank. I think if I was in his position... I'd be moving one of those forward line players to the forward line, so I'd be tra- I'd be using two trades. I'd be trading out someone, someone like a, you know, let's say a, a gyro or someone like a Tim Smith. I'd be upgrading Fritch to a midfielder, um, and I'd be subbing McLean or Westhoff into the forward line. So you've got a full complement of forward line players up there, and, and get yourself that extra midfielder because he's missing a 
like uh, I mean, there's no McRae, there's there's no Zerrett, there's no Matt Crouch even. I mean, there's a lot of players uh, that could be handy. I mean, you could go grab a Joel Selwood at a discounted price. You'd only have to put a hundred thousand on Fritch to make that happen. I, I'd like that sort of move by going say Tim Smith down and, and Fritch up to Joel Selwood by DPP. Yeah, Jaro to 102k, Fritch up, West off back, um, and thing I win. That gives you... Oh, no, because we've got a bit of a problem here, though, Bonds. We've got... Fritch. Oh. I don't know, because then we'd have, we'd have West off and Billings up forward, wouldn't we? Yep. Yep, it yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I like that. Um, K-Man underscore 2901. Obviously, Walters is a must-trade, but thinking Menangola, but must-trade then... But then must trade five to someone less than five fourteen for loophole with Martin. Other option is Lob or Mitch Robo, and then can upgrade Hurley slash Witherden, uh, Hurley to McDonald slash Witherden. Any thoughts? I wouldn't be trading Hurley out now. Oh, he's got three no. trades. He's got three trades. He's got the, the Hurley to Witherden or McDonald is an absolute waste of a trade in, in my opinion. Um, so three trades. He's got to at least use one this week, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd probably now, what does he do with that? I'd go two this week and save one for next week, and I think what I'd be doing is I'd be looking at Walters and, and going and grabbing either Menegola, Hawkins, um, Wingard, Devin Smith, one of those four. Um, I mean, what does he have money in the bank? Sorry, I missed He's that. got 38K, so what I would probably do this week is I'd probably go the one up, one down. Like, I'd probably... I'd probably cut a Hearn. Have we got... See, this is what we should have done, Bubble Boys. Have we got any non-playing uh, like rookies up forward? Um, uh, not that I'm aware I'll, of. I'll go have a quick look. But, going. yeah. I mean, yeah. So, look, what I, what I would do is I'd, I'd certainly trade um, Walters out and I'd trade someone else down. No, we don't. Um, he doesn't seem to have a lot on the bench. I'd probably trade like a mirror down. So, that's 266K. I'd move that to 102,000. You'd pocket yourself 160-odd K. Um, with that 160-odd K, I'll whack that on top of Walters and get Walters all the way to kind of like Dev. That would, um, say, that would leave you with, say, about sixty to 100,000 in the bank, somewhere in that mark. And then next week, you've got one trade with anywhere up to 100,000 in the bank, which means that if anyone goes down, it could be a Westhoff, you know, it could be a Petrarca, you can upgrade that quite comfortably knowing that you've got 100000 in the bank. Because the reason I say this is Fife could come back. In he, the last round, he, he could. could. even come back this week. Like, but it's doubtful. Um, but, but, um, but even like that midfield, like you've got eight prem yeah, midfielders, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. Focus on that forward line because, in all honesty, Petrarca's no good and Walters is injured. I'd be focusing on that before I'd, I'd fix anything else up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, one down, one up, go the Walters to the primo and hope that does enough to snag you the win. Yeah. Um, that's it for questions on the thing. We had a couple come through on Twitter that were just way too good not to read out. So, um, good old Carl at Carl Dixie. And just heads up, guys, everyone on Twitter, please come across and, and jump on the webs on the... Um, website. It's just so much easier to follow. Um, yeah, uh, this and it takes two answer. seconds to make, doesn't it? You just exactly. press sign up. You can link up with your Facebook or your Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you just press link to sign in with your Twitter credentials. Bang. Yeah, you're, the, you're logged in. The easiest part is I post them to both Twitter and Facebook, so you literally just click the link and it takes you to where I need you to post the questions. Uh, Walters, Dunkley, Menengola or Hawkins... Uh, Walters to Dunkley, Menengola or Hawkins. I still think I'm with you, Bonds. I think I like Hawk just on the ability to kick goals. Yeah, Hawk, Menengola. No, Hawk, Dunk, Menengola, I think. Yeah, he's also got Gray and T-Mac in there, but I don't even think they need a feature. No. Uh, these are the ones I love. So, Benny Osman, who actually does have an account on the website, so, uh, <laughs> but I think he was just trying to... Tongue-in-cheek. Can't wait for at Chris Bonner for to finally admit he suggested captain or vice-captain... Um, under 145, laugh my ass off. Titch 102, Zorko 60. Hashtag well, I did. choose your captain. Well, good on him for using the hashtag too. And you know what? I'm happy to be called on it, okay? Because my captain sucked this week and I've had a long, hard look at myself and I thought about pulling a Breda today and not appearing on the podcast, but I thought, no. The one-man pod? I thought, I thought, <laughs> Poms. I said, not only does cause need you, um, but you need to front up because you, you talk, you pump yourself up a fair bit, so you need a copyright whack when it goes wrong. 
And all I can say is I endeavour to do my best prelim and grand final week for you out there. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, at Bryce Mitchell. Um, can you get Chris Bonfer to explain how the predicted scores and top five options work from his choo-choo-choo <laughs> captain's article? Now, this, this uh, article's become quite controversial. Now, Bryce, if I knew how it worked, I'd explain it to you, but there's absolutely no logic in it whatsoever. I type it up. I write down a crappy predicted score, and and then I uh, and then I just put down who I would do uh, in order, you know, kind of if I had the players. What I can say is this: I take into consideration um, safety of the of the players. So, uh, for example, um, you know, Grundy may be seen as more of a risky option than say someone like Tom Mitchell. So, therefore, Tom Mitchell I scale a little bit higher, even if I think Grundy is going to score more. Mitchell's more likely to be my captain, which is why he features more highly because of his consistency um, and and the ability for him just to be a, a safer in quotation mark um, kind of pick. So I take into consideration things like that, the risk and reward type things. You, you know, I do the adventurous pick, whatever it is, and I do that in orange. You know, that's someone who can score eighty or one sixty, and you know, I might predict that player to score one forty seven. But the reality is, is that he may just have an absolute shit one. So I don't really want to put him in my top five. So I take into consideration things like that. I can't believe I'm going to have to ask you this question after you've just gone on a half an hour rant. Um, Adam at T Def Adder. Um, not a question, but can't wait for Chris Bonford to gloat about his prediction that Walters would not last till the end of the season <laughs> after he correctly predicted his hammy would go ping. Now, well, just before you start talking, I just want to I just want to say something. I can't. Where was I when I found out at Walters was done? I think I actually think we'll play in uh, indoor cricket together, Bombs. Um, really? When I found out the information, um, I deliberately didn't come tell you straight away because uh, is that why you took off early? Yeah, so I didn't want to didn't want to speak to you about it. But um, <laughs> as soon as I read it, I'm just like, I'm not going to hear the end of it this week. Um, but I'm actually fairness, pretty happy. You were pretty you were pretty good about it, to be honest. No, well, in fairness, look, this is me, right? If I said to you, right, don't pick don't pick Walters, don't pick Walters, don't pick Walters, and you go out and pick him, okay, and, you know, you were throwing every one of his good scores in my face, we'd have a lot more trouble, or we'd have a lot more beef between you and I, right? But because I'm a bit of a supporter of you, and let's face it, if Brett had him, I would have just been going absolute <laughs> hammer all right? But I've just got this element of respect for you where I said, well, you know, I actually kind of feel bad for him, and I want him to do well. So I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in the Walters injury. So that's where I'm coming from a little bit. But, I mean, if I want to toot my own train horn, as I, as I typically do, choo-choo, um, well, of course he was going to get injured. What the hell did everyone else expect? And I hope they didn't listen to the two other Muppets on this program, and they took what I said very, very seriously and did not select him because I said to you, he will cost you a game at some point. I don't know what he scored on the weekend. I don't even know what he scored. 99. Oh, 94, well, 94. So he's done it late in the game. Yeah. If I was you, I'd just be happy he didn't do it when he was on 21 in the first quarter and cost you the ability to get into a prelim. I, I think you've a, you've probably got enough points from him to get the win. Hopefully you've got a trade and, and you can move him on. He, uh, This could potentially be the second year in a row that he's cooked my season. So I don't think I'll ever <laughs> Last year he relegated you. This year he's cost you a promotion. He could seriously have cost me a promotion. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Ma, which is a better option, assuming no one is dropped slash injured during the week. One trade left. Fritch to Devon, T-Mac or Robbie Gray. I think we're both going to agree. Uh, Devon, if he does that. Or Rockliffe to Seb Ross, Crouch or Ward. I like all of those names too. Um, I think upgrading Rocky is more important than upgrading Fritch. I think... Just because I think you, the the rest are all more likely to score higher than what the previous. Oh, I but think... there's probably twenty. Nah, I actually probably like Fritch to Dev. Thinking about that, Fritch to Dev because Rocky can have his games. Yeah, yeah. Rocky can have his games, and he's coming up against uh, Collingwood. And what's he got the week after? You know, uh, Port last round. Um, I think it's, it's another. It's tough. Yeah, because Essendon. Have... Essendon. Yeah. So Rocky walking into yeah Rocky walking into a Collingwood and Essendon, I'm I'm not crapping my pants about I'd I'd get Dev in I mean I like the idea of Dev 
I think what you've got to acknowledge if you do the dev move is you're making the safe move. If you want to do something more riskier, because your Cal Ward, your Seb Rosses, and those types, they can come out and score your 150, whereas you bring it in dev, you're not going to get that 150, but you may get it going Rocky up. But I think Rocky should outscore Fritch, and dev, for the most part, can match it with um, a Seb Ross or a Cal Ward. Um, and last question, uh, in hindsight, this is from Mark Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, potentially could be the Herald Sun? Mark Robinson, but I'm not going to confirm yeah. nor deny this. Uh, <laughs> at mrobin33. Um, in hindsight, should we have all held our trades until the buy period to make navigating the finals easier? No, you wouldn't have made finals yeah. if you'd done that. So that's the other thing. We got, you know, there's seven rounds before you hit finals. Imagine kind of, you know, only doing one or two. 14 trades. <laughs> you'd, you'd be absolutely you'd be dead. Yeah, um, you'd no chance to make finals. But it happens every year, and, and that's the thing we always say. It's very, very tough to halfway through the year predict who's going to be the back end of the year players. And and the prime example of this conversation, I think, is almost um, uh, Ed Kernow who was a top eight mid at the start of the year, up until almost by rounds. Um, but it's never going to happen. And then it's, you know, and, and we spoke about this, and, and I said Josh Kelly, which I have got wrong, because obviously well, Tom Mitchell was always there, but, you know, there's Titch and, and Cripper and all that who, who have, have gone ahead of him. But the job is then to try and predict, predict who is going to be the best coming towards the back end and unfortunately um, you're in the same boat as everyone else so you're not, you're not any worse for doing it that way whereas if you didn't upgrade you'd be absolutely screwed and look there's been many examples of it Westhoff hasn't produced the second half of the year Toby McLean hasn't produced the second half of the year there are these players absolutely everywhere on every single line I think we can only say with confidence that there's only been one player that we've correctly guessed, would be the number one scoring player and number one scoring defender, and that's Jake Lloyd. And when I say we, I mean myself, because Brett and Corey didn't believe me, and uh, I said that he'd be an absolute beast, and, and boy, was I right. So another plug for the Bombs Express there, right? Eh? Yeah. How'd you go with the ruck department? <laughs> Went absolute shit. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got anything else to, to add for well, this? Well, you get some right and you lose some, Corey. That's yeah, the game. That's it. Look... Oh, we didn't do our scores at the top of the show either. Well, um, we didn't, and rightfully so. Yeah, um, you know, I scored you know a twenty-two seventy-six. It wasn't brilliant, but it was enough points, I guess. Yep. And I, uh, I put out a twenty-two sixty-six. But uh, Ooh, in all, f- in all fairness, I uh, held on to Gaff and left. You know, played a hern. And yeah. Like that, waiting to you get know, to the, for this week. So I kept Sicily and stuff. So you know. Yeah. I- yeah, yeah, smart move. He might come back. <laughs> I might have a friend one a week. Who knows? He, he'd be due back soon, surely. And he's got to be close. Yeah. He's got um, to be. But, yeah. Uh, well, that's it. All right, Elitist. Uh, look, good luck this week. This is the round. This is where it really starts hanging up. I can't believe we've only got one more show before the back end of the season. It's, um, it's a sad thing, but thank God I have to no longer speak to Bretta because I won't <laughs> speak to him until first podcast of next year, so it's going to be a good uh, we'll, we'll have a We'll have an end of season. Um, no, of course we will. Podcasts, so... Things like that. Um, but look, good luck this weekend, community. That's all I can say. Hope you get the prelim wins. Um, oh, just wait before we go. I forgot to speak about the limo league, the exotic limo, the exotic limo league. So this is um, this is crazy. So we've we've hit the final. There are four left. Um, uh, we've got we've got pop uh, popo uh, popco, which is Ross, um, who finished on top. Taking off uh, Sanja's Spuds, which is Simon, um, who finished third on the ladder. Um, but FC, more importantly, beat FC, Brett this week. Yeah, so he thank did you. beat Brett, so thank you very much. <laughs> um, FC Abel, who finished fourth, taking on uh, SC30's Alexander, who finished second. So our top four of, uh, ha- have proceeded through. And what was the prelim prize at worst? Was it a $50 voucher? No, was I it? think prelim was actually. No, a it is a limo. It is a limo. I thought it was a little more than that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations, guys. You've um, um, Look, don't quote me. I, I can't remember what the prizes are. 
Um, we'll get them up. We'll talk about them next week. But it's good to see that uh, a couple of you have made it through and you know scored yourself a, one of the, one of the big prizes already. And then well, I think next... it might have been gift vouchers. Yeah, it might have been expensive yeah, gift. I think vouchers. they might have been big expensive gift yeah. vouchers to go ahead and book yourself a limo. And which... then next week is uh, it's the granddaddy. And I have to say now. I know we, we can't obviously, you know, predict, I guess, what's going to happen. But I think it would be fitting because I think the number one entry we had in the preseason came from the team FC Able, old stable Able. So it, would I be fair in saying, Corey, that that's kind of the team we're rooting for at the moment because his entry... Without was, barracking against anyone or for anyone, you know, yeah. we're all about the community. Well, we are. Um, I'm definitely... Stable Able's entry, it was a... Record and look. I think this is a great way to reveal it. You know, get get the fans talking and thinking about how they're going to get into our league next year. You know, mm. our big prize league. Um, mm. And and Abel's entry was actually a voice recording sent in. He he recorded himself with a with a. I think it was about a twenty single twenty second jingle. Uh, yep. Had the music in the background. It was, it was just well well worded. Um, so stable Abel. Mate, we're on you for the back end of the season here. Yeah, but in fairness, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't mind seeing someone go down like Stable Abel because he does get a little bit chirpy when he's up and about. So, um, by all means, uh, SC30 Alexander, if you want to take him down, mate, you'd be my new favourite. I think Popco Russ might be uh, might be the favourite to win it here too. He's had a great yeah. season. Um, but look, good so. luck this week, everyone. Boys in the Exotic Limo League, all of our other listeners out there, um, yeah, best of luck. Jump on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, give us a review, give us a rating. We always really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, peace out, community. Thanks for listening. Oh, I gotta tw- quickly take a whiz. Oh, no problem. I'm probably going to.